Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And today we are talking about how to become more empowered, how to achieve your goals multiple times faster, and how to live a more enriched life and to give meaning to your whole investment journey, business journey, and all of that other all that other kind of stuff. We even talk about communication, relationships, you know, how to reignite passion and all of that kind of stuff. I'm joined today by an awesome guest and a good friend. His name is Tony Versick and he is a high performance coach and he helps uh, he helps people to, to unlock new levels in their life and to get more out of the life that they live. Uh, and he's also a client of ours. And so we kind of talk about some of that kind of stuff too. And we talk about how focusing on these kind of ideas of unlocking aspects of your identity and unlocking you know, belief systems and, and getting through fear and how to identify all of that kind of stuff, how that can actually help you to, you know, not only be happier and more fulfilled, but also move way, way faster. And I know a lot of people who want to move faster and they want to, want to build a portfolio quicker. They want to achieve their goals faster. This conversation is really geared around helping you to do that. So I know you're going to love it. I really enjoyed the conversation. I get a lot out of it personally. And I know I know so many people who need to hear this stuff and actually need to put it in action. It's all good to listen to these kind of conversations that talk about how to get yourself unstuck and how to achieve more, but it all comes down to action. So listen to this episode, put some of the put some of this in place. Let me know how you go. Reach out. Give me some feedback on whether you enjoy this kind of um, conversation because I think there's a there's a huge part of everything we do that needs to be centered around understanding the way we're doing it, how we're doing it, and why. Anyway, without any further ado, if you are enjoying this, make sure you subscribe, share it with somebody else, let us know, give us, give us your feedback, hit like, do all that kind of cool stuff. And as ever, I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. Today I'm joined by a good friend, but also a high performance individual who helps other individuals become way more high performance and get more balance and do all this other kind of cool stuff. He's also a property investor, a business owner, a soon to be a father. So there's a lot of dynamic aspects that we're going to be able to take this conversation. And we really want to focus today on how to optimize the way that you are showing up in the world in order to get a, a, a more optimal outcome. And we're going to kind of explore a few topics around that. Tony Versick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this. We actually recorded one of these a month ago, but uh, the audio didn't work. So yeah. Are you recording the audio properly? This time? I, I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah we right, had a few. Good. We had a few technical issues last time. So th- yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is round two. We had, we had the dress rehearsal. So yeah. you know, yeah. you know, most people don't get an opportunity to have a dress re- dress rehearsal, Tony. So this is um this is good. This is good ground for both of us. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So um, I've got the benefit of knowing you um, pretty well over these last few months, actually. And to be honest, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you as well. But for those of you who, who haven't been in the, in the front seat like I have, mm. who are you? What do you do? Why are we, what are we chatting about? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm basically a performance coach for high-performance individuals, business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, busy men and we specifically coach men although what we'll cover today will apply apply to men women children anyone who wants to take their life to the next level and ultimately what we do is we help them achieve one two three four years of growth within one year so really speed up the process of achieving our goals and we do that by helping them get out of their own way 
get out of their own way mentally, get out of their own way physically, and ultimately take more action instead of living in fear, self-doubt, and uncertainty. So there's a lot of things to unpack there. Ultimately, what we do is we help people live a better life. <laughs> and that's what we all want, right? So yeah. the function of this whole podcast now, obviously, mm-hmm. so you work in the, you know, you work on basically performance coaching men in a variety of different aspects of their life. Yep. You know, my business function is I help people invest in real estate. But this podcast ultimately is is centered around this idea of helping people to achieve a life of freedom, choice, and abundance, right? And that. And that was very deliberate when we set out to create this podcast. We didn't say, hey, we're going to create a real estate podcast about property, man. And we're just going to talk about houses because it's so, so much more than that. You know, the fundamental philosophy of our business and, and this show is to help people live a better life. That's our, that's our core purpose. You know, we, we, when we boiled it down, it's like ultimately that's all we want. We want people to be happier, more prosperous, and to have, be feel more fulfilled. And so there's a really good alignment, even though we're attacking it from slightly different angles mm-hmm. in what we're both setting out to achieve i want to ask you something though that you said something right there at the start um you help people achieve four years worth of growth in i I can't remember the time frame that you said you help them do it in yeah how do you what do you mean by that what do you mean by four years of growth because a lot of people think growth and it's like i don't know is it like beard growth is it business growth what do you mean by growth and how do you quantify like four years worth well, that, that's the thing. Like, it's really hard to quantify. It just sounds really good, doesn't it? And it gets people in to work with us. But let me give you an example. We've invested with you guys. And in the next two months, we're going to double our property portfolio, which I didn't think was possible. And that's going to be, you know, we're going to have a $2 million portfolio after five, six months of getting our first investment property. Mm. That's insane, right? And that happens simply by being able to take action, pull the trigger, remove fear and uncertainty and do what is necessary to get skin in the game. So ultimately, what a lot of men and women do is they think, they think, they mentally masturbate, they procrastinate, and therefore, they prolong the results in the areas of their life. And the key three areas we focus on is health, wealth, and relationships. So we'll have men come in who have been smoking for 20 years. They'll quit in two weeks. We'll have men come in who haven't saved any money in five years. They'll save 30, 40 grand in eight weeks. We're basically giving them the tools to quantifiably and easily and effectively be able to get the results they want. And the way we do that is by removing the mental blockages that are holding them back. Ultimately, the number one way we do it, though, is by helping them reignite the relationship with themselves. Because if you really think about it, the reason we don't achieve things in life is because we have a shitty relationship with ourselves. We don't put ourselves first. We don't do what is necessary to balance ourselves and get those results. Yeah, interesting. So uh, that sounds pretty esoteric and ambiguous, you know. Have a better relationship with yourself, like okay, you, you so know, like no. I, 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 let me just take a little step back. Like someone, and again, I, I'm obviously this is you're not a quit smoking, you know, coach, right? But I'm interested no. in when you say stuff like that. Yep. You like people that quit smoking in two weeks, people who have never saved, start saving, and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. What is and and you know and all by falling back in love with themselves or whatever the case may be. What is it, what is it that like there must be one common denominator in in that or, or like how do you define because it seems to me like my when you first started talking about yeah you know your portfolio growth and breaking through some barriers to be able to do that you're going to more than double it by the way in the next couple of months so that's really really fun. Yeah. Um but I, I I was initially I wrote down the word fear. I was like oh yeah it must be must be because they've got to break through to the other side of fear. But yeah. then but then you said 
it's about re- reigniting the relationship with themselves. Are those two things correlated or are they? Are Absolutely. They- Absolutely. Let's break it down and make it really simple. So the first phase of what we do with, with high performance men is we focus on clarity. So clarity is broken down into four phases. Where are you now? And this has to be broken down in terms of health, wealth, and relationships because they're all connected. If you're wealthy, but you get cancer or your wife cheats on you, shit begins to fall apart. If you have an amazing marriage and you're ripped and lean and healthy, but you've got no money and can't pay the bills, things fall apart. So you need to have clarity on where you are now in those three areas. Then you need to have clarity on the vision of where you want to go. So for example, to simplify it, clarity, I have no investment properties. I want to be financially free and have $10 million of property with 100K income each year passive, right? So those are the two points. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? The third area you need clarity on is what's holding you back. Typically, Mm. that is fear, that is uncertainty, that is procrastination, and that is not doing what is necessary. Now, underlying that, there are a ton of subconscious processes, patterns, beliefs, stories, language. There's things in there that you're not even aware of. We all have it. That's why most of us need a coach or a buyer's agent like you guys to help us out. So where are you now? What's the vision? What's holding you back? You need to have crystal clear clarity on those three areas. And the final piece is, what do you get to do? Not need to do. What do you get to do step by step to overcome those obstacles and get from A to B as quickly as possible? If you have clarity on those four areas, then the final step is just to do it. And if you do it, you'll get the result. And you do it more and more, you get better and better at getting the result. So that's sort of how we break it down. That relationship with yourself is typically the biggest thing holding you back from where you are now to where you want to go. It's not what you do because anyone can go on Google and YouTube right now and learn how to buy a property. Oh, totally. Why do they come to you? Because you give them the exact how and not just the exact how, the exact how around their problems, challenges, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But there's an interesting distinction, right? Because what I do is I go and do it for you, right? So if you come come to me and say, hey, I'm here at point A and I want to get to there, point B, uh, I'll go, cool. I'll go do it for you. Kick back and enjoy the ride. We're off. Yes. What you do is a little different though. Yes. Right? Because you don't do it for them because you can't because it's internal. No. Nope. So how do you actually do that? Because I can explain, okay, what I do is I'll then I'll do this, this, and this, and then you'll end up with house and it's going to pay you money and it's great. Like life's yep. good, right? Well, how do you, particularly because there's no, I imagine that there's no one panacea. Like if you've got a variety of different problems, potential roadblocks, emotional hangups, um, mm, mm. you know, all of this kind of stuff. How do you do this or how do you help people to do this themselves? Because there's a big distinction between what I do and what you do. Absolutely. That's a really good question. So clarity is the first phase and getting them to ask those powerful questions of themselves. And when you ask them, you get powerful answers. What are some of the questions that you might or they might ask? Like how do you, like just for example, so so people can start to ask these questions in their own mind at home. Absolutely. So the first step is, is what we just mentioned. It's really important we drive that home. So where am I now in my health? What is the raw truth? of where I am now and what is the cost of staying here. Mm. This is based in pain. There's two reasons why humans do anything, pain or pleasure. I don't want to be broke. I want to be rich. There are two ways to accumulate wealth, right? So what's the cost of staying where I am? Most high-performing human beings, they want more from life and they run away from being not having more. Then what would it be worth to me if I achieved this? So now we have a frame of pain and a frame of pleasure. What will it cost my family? So now we attach it to loved ones if I don't overcome these challenges. And 
What will it do for my family if I take these specific action steps? So that's clarity. The second step is commitment, right? Understanding what you get to commit to and understanding what's negotiable and what's not. Mm. So like Tony Robbins talks about, we have non-negotiable standards. You and I wake up every day and we do shit we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> we do things we don't want to do. Half of our yes. business, half yes. of running a business is doing things you don't want to do. So the second phase is commitment and finding a way to create non-negotiable standards. That requires waking up every day and doing it and attaching yep. it to those clarity points. The third set is control. And this is where the questions you ask for really come into play. There are two areas you can control in your life that affect everything, your thoughts and your feelings. Those affect your actions and reactions. They affect what you do and don't do. So every morning we should be writing down, what am I thinking about today? Taking some thinking time and putting a mirror in front of ourselves of our thoughts. And what am I feeling today? Fear, uncertainty, doubt, excitement. Do it every morning. I've got my journal here right now. I did it before our call. Mm. When you bring awareness to the thoughts and feelings that come up each day, you can now consciously change the ones that are holding you back and reinforce the ones that are bringing you forward. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I've got a question, right? You're, for those of you who are listening to this on audio only, you won't have noticed that, that Tony just held up his, his journal. And Tony, I noticed that that's got your company logo on it. Yes, we send one of these to all of our students and uh, it's a proud proud thing I carry. Dude, out. hook me up. Hook me up, man. Absolutely. I got a whole bunch of merchandise. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I need one of those. Got a big lion, lion on the front. All right. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So uh, another question popped up for me and that, uh, that kind of makes sense. Yes. Oh, I have so many questions. So I don't know where to start. There's actually. so much to unravel here. I'm literally walking you through an eight-week process in about 10 minutes, but there's a oh, lot. Oh, dude, this is it. great. So if you can yeah. help someone get four years worth of growth in eight weeks, does that mean if we could, let's condense this and try and get eight weeks worth of growth in one hour. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, we could try. <laughs> we could try. And that, right. that idea of growth, by the way, Goose, and, and for anyone listening, it really comes down to the fact that most of us are playing so small. So oh, that, totally. that four years of growth in a year, it's actually not that fucking hard. It's not hard at all. But that, and I've thought about this a lot. This is a this is a question that I've pondered a lot. Like, why are some people just like exploding the whole? What's the difference between Elon Musk and me, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, now, mm -hmm. it's probably a few. You know, he's different nationality and he's got different skill sets and whatever. But the key differentiating factor is his ability to think way bigger, right? Way, yes. way, 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 just so much bigger. That's the key yes. differentiating factor. Because at the end of the day, we all have brains, we all have bodies, we all have the the same kind of stuff. We're all got the same mechanical bits so really it all comes down to your to your own capacity to to believe and start to play a bigger game and yes. the biggest barrier to that is fear fear of loss fear of failure fear of looking stupid fear of all of this kind of stuff so yes. that's a that's a huge one i want to just i want to come there's a lot of good stuff that we can dig into here you mentioned pain versus pleasure i want to circle back on that in a minute but something that i really want to uh address and i've had this situation quite a few times recently um, now, I know that you work with uh, men uh, mm -hmm. and that's the nature of your business. That's fine. But I've seen this from both sides of the fence mm -hmm. that one partner is is thinking way bigger, is way more driven, has all these future plans, hopes, dreams, desires, passion, like, ah, oh, they want to run a million miles an hour. And the other par partner is just like, whatever man like oh good so i've i've spoken to to high performing women who are who want to just like shoot for the moon and go a million miles an hour and their their husband or boyfriend or partner is kind of like kicking back like what's all the fuss and i've also spoken to to 
men who have said, hey, like I want to, you know, I want to, I want to quadruple my net worth in the next four years and start a business and do all this other kind of cool stuff. And my, my wife or significant other is just not, not interested. Says, says I don't care. Do whatever you want, and doesn't matter. So, what's your? I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on how to reconcile those two things? Because I think yeah. like making sure you're on the same page and running in the same direction is a massive thing. And I don't necessarily think there's anything intrinsically wrong with that, right? So I think that dynamic in a relationship can be totally fine. Yeah. But the the what I've noticed is that. The reason that high-performing women and high-performing men have come to me and said, oh, I feel a little – is they're feeling conflicted about it. So is it yeah. an issue? How do you overcome that? How yeah. do you get everyone on the same page? And there's a follow-up to this is like how do, you, how do you sometimes reignite that passion in yourself and also in your partner as well? Absolutely. So that's one of the biggest things we coach on is relationships as a matter of fact. A lot of men come to us because they are high performing, but their marriage or their relationship is falling apart. And it goes both ways. There are plenty of powerful, amazing, high performing women out there. It really comes down to communicating well and having clearing conversations. And we struggle with this. We mind read in relationships. When you say we, we when you say we, do you mean like just all human humans? beings in general? Yeah. We all do it. We So, for example, my wife, Rosie, she is not a hustler or a grinder like me. She works three days a week. And when we have our daughter in July, she's not going to work probably for the next 10 years, if not the rest of her life. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. However, we've had many conversations about roles and boundaries in a politically correct world. You're not supposed to do that. But we are equal. That doesn't mean we don't have different roles. So we've had the conversation that I'm going to work till 8 p.m. some nights, as opposed to just working to 8 p.m. some nights and saying, why don't you understand? (laughs) Why don't you understand? Why are the dishes not done, et cetera? Yeah. And we've been able to have these really deep conversations that are sometimes difficult to have. Hard conversations, easy life, easy conversations, hard life. And a lot of people expect their partner to understand what's going through their head, what their dreams, goals, and aspirations are. Expect them to understand we're doing this for the family. How could they possibly understand if you don't explain it to them? Yeah. One of the biggest flaws we have as human beings is we do not communicate well. Totally. (laughs) Especially when we're working hard and have these empires we want to build. So the first step is is asking your partner and you frame it like this. I know it sounds weird because it does sound weird. Do you mind if we have a clearing conversation? I've had so many realizations about my behavior the last few weeks or months or years. Mm. You say that to your partner and they go, what? Are you on drugs? (laughs) And then you explain these realizations. You know, I know I work a lot. I know I'm not present. I'm going to work on that. What do you need from me? What do you want from me? And then you establish rules. Now, I don't like the word rules. So you can change that to you establish boundaries in the relationship and roles. And when you can do that in a relationship, expectations are met much easier because they're presented. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I was just thinking about this. Like, I'm in a, I'm in, a, I'm very grateful. Like, like every single day, Gabby and I are extremely good communicators with each other. Like, we yeah. communicate all the time. We're very like we, and but we work on it. You know, it's something that we're really yeah. mindful of. Anytime there's a bit of attention, it's like, oh, hang on a second, that must that's a trigger to say that we need a conversation. And so, and so we've developed that habit from the get go, which is good. Um. One of the things I just thought about, though, because I've been thinking about some of these people I've been having these conversations with, yep. um, you know, I, I feel so lucky that I get to speak to so many individuals about 
what their hopes, dreams, and desires, fears, needs, and wants are in their life, um, because that's ultimately what we help with as well. I've been thinking about how to approach that, and I think that question is the questions you kind of frame there are pretty good. But then also, you've sort of got to approach it from that same like, where are we now? Where do we want to be? Like, what is the guiding yes. light? What's the goal? Like, where is like what is the? I always call it the commander's intent, right? So. The commander's intent would be, you know, hey, we're going to get to the other side of the battlefield and we're going to take this flag. Yep. And then the 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 way that you're going to get there might change and there might be all these things, right? So if you can sit down with your loved one and say, well, what is it we both want out of life? You know, if we're in love, we love each other. Do we want to spend more time together? Um, how What does that look like? Where do we want to spend that kind of time? Why do we want to spend that kind of time with each other? What's going to happen if we get bored with each other? Do we need other hobbies and habits and all of that kind of stuff and paint that picture of the future and then go, okay, cool. Great. So that's where we want to get to. And we can both agree on that. So how are we going to do that? And then one person is probably going to have less ideas than the other. And then the other one can say, well, look, here are some ideas that I've been thinking about. And mm. I I would like to, with, you know, if we're on this journey together, I would like to try and explore some of these ideas to see if they are going to take us to where we want to go. And if yeah. so, we can make that decision together. And I think that's kind of like an interesting way to, to think about framing that up too. It's, it's the perfect frame, what you just said, because it's not telling, it's asking and it's sharing. We have to be and doing it together, right? Exactly. And you and Gabby have a relationship that based on working with so many people right now yeah. is very rare because we don't Violet. do it intentionally. Most of us are on our phones. For those of you guys that are listening, I just put my phone up. We watch Netflix. Uh, you know, I know that you and Gabby at the end of the day, after you've helped people invest in property and achieve freedom, you'll spend time together watching a business course, right? Yeah. Or you'll have a conversation about life or read a book together. Most of us don't do that because we're consistently busy. And if you're not connected to your partner on this investment journey, then uh, there's no point investing in anything because you're doing it on your own. It's an interesting yeah. point you touched on an investment journey because it's not all about property, yeah. right? As yeah. inve- there's so many ways to invest, investing in health, investing in life, investing in all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So on that point, like, what do you think? So that, what's the best investment that you've made? What, and what's the, what was the yield out of it? Honestly, the best investment you can possibly make is into personal development because yeah, if you I don't personally develop, you'll never pull the trigger on investing in property. So the, the best investment I've made outside of that was buying a property six years ago that is almost 3x in price. And then obviously investing in you guys and getting three properties in like four months, which I didn't think was possible. However, I believe that if you're not where you want to be in life, it is in direct correlation to your current identity and belief system. Hence the fear you talked about, right? Yeah. The only way you can get your belief and operating system to upgrade is by just like this phone, it, upgra- it updates all the time by upgrading yourself. That is through health. That is through mindset. That is through removing those blockages that are within you. And communication, right? It's about learning communication, communication skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we teach in our programs, right? Like we help. We had one guy who joined, he's an eight-figure business owner and super successful on the outside, but didn't love himself, uh, drinking, taking drugs, like really not doing well. Mm. And within four weeks after telling me he's never loved himself, he tells me that he feels he's better, uh, feels better than he has in 20 years. His business has had its biggest profit ever. His wife has taken him back. He's off the piss. Like everything has shifted in four weeks. Yeah. And all he did was changed the belief in himself and now he communicates better and shows up as a, as a real man. So it can happen pretty damn fast when you put yourself first. It's hard to do that though when you're working so much. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, it's very hard to change habits, right? It's very hard yeah. to kind of shift that around. Yeah. I just want to circle back because I said that I would. 
pain yeah. versus pleasure, right? There's Ooh. two motiv- two motivating factors in life. You're either moving towards pleasure or away from pain, and they're two yeah. very different, very, very, very different uh, mental frames to have. What do you think is more powerful? Yeah. Yeah, let's start there. What do you think is more powerful? Like, what do you think is the bigger, powerful, more powerful trigger? Is it like to avoid to avoid yeah. failure or to try and find success? Yeah, so I, I truly believe avoiding pain is the more common one. I mean, 80-20 rule, most of us avoid pain and we only lose weight once we can't see our, you know, thing anymore yeah. or we, we have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But, but the reality is, so the way we do it is we turn towards pain and when we face pain, what we want is behind us and we can still get there, but we're backstepping, right? So imagine running backwards. It's not yeah. as quick. It's not as effective. Also, pain increases your stress response and cortisol, which is released when you get stressed, is the fight or flight or freeze hormone and it wreaks havoc on your gut, your sleep, your communication, your mood. We talked about yesterday, you and I were really stressed and we both got triggered and blew up. So it works running away from pain, Mm. but it causes burnout. It causes you to age and you will die faster. Mm. So if you can learn how to utilize pain in small spurts, but learn how to face what you want with what you don't want to your back, you can now sprint. So pleasure is more powerful by that vein. However, you still need that pain here and there to contrast. Yeah, Most you- of us in high-performance roles, we rely on pressure and stress. It will kill us 20 years faster. It will. <laughs> I don't know about you. I want to see my grandkids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing, right? You have to have, you have to take the rough with the smooth and not just because like, well, everything, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad. It's like you literally couldn't appreciate the good stuff unless you had the bad stuff. There is no beauty without contrast. Like it's, yes. it's an absolute, like you, the, that you have to have challenges in order for your successes to be a success. Otherwise, it would just be like, daily you know mundaneity and you would you would get bored with it yeah um just really quickly Chris, before we move on one thing we teach an empowered man is is language and if you can reframe the language that we subconsciously say in our head and say out loud all the time from have to and need to to get to so this morning i journaled i'm so grateful i get to figure out these problems with the ads yeah i get so any problem you have is a privilege to figure out because some people don't have that opportunity. Does that make sense? And yeah. that in itself turns it from pain into pleasure because then you truly live gratitude. We talk about gratitude a lot, right? But yeah. writing it down is different to truly believing, uh-oh, problem in the business, stressed out. Well, I get to figure that out today. Awesome. I'm so lucky. Does that make sense? That's Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Powerful. Yeah, it, it totally does. I'm trying to think about how to apply this. You know, other people, uh, like people that I know and love and care about who just seem to be stuck in this like working all the time and wanting to wanting to have a better life yeah we've talked about like asking the right questions and doing all of that kind of stuff but for a lot of people you know it's going to be quite a challenge to just be like okay i'm going to sit myself down and ask a bunch of questions and start to think about things because they're already feeling really busy and they're already they're already going look dude i'm doing my goddamn best over here yeah so let's go to pain let's go to pain What's the consequence? I know you're busy and I know that you don't have time and that's fair enough. I understand completely. Just quick question. If you don't change this and if you keep doing this for another five years, will there be a business? Will there be a marriage? Yeah. And most of us don't ask that question because we're afraid of the answer, but you don't have to sit down and figure that out. You can just go for a walk and ask that question and visualize what will happen and you'll realize you will lose it all. 
and I'm not talking about everyone here, but a lot of people. We only change when the pain gets too much. If you ask that question, what are the consequences of continuing this? You'll quickly realize the pain of doing something is a lot less than the pain of putting it off. Yeah, it's quite it's quite poignant, right? Because whilst we've been talking, I've been thinking about some people that I know and love and care about who are facing these exact challenges. Mm-hmm. But then I've also been facing them myself, you know. Like yeah, I've, you, you know, I've also been, and I, and I, you know, and I was just thinking, like, literally, uh, literally, literally, yesterday, I got to the point where I was like, no, like, and, and I have, I'm the benefit that I have is that I've gotten, I've done it enough times now to go, nope, hang on a second, something needs a hard reset here, mm. something's broken. If mm. I feel like this, something is broken, and yeah. that happened yesterday afternoon. I had a bit of a meltdown and all this kind of stuff, and then. So, so then this morning I woke up Gabby and I said, right, we need to go out for breakfast and we need to talk about what's important for both of us. And then, and I thought like, we could keep doing this. We could keep like working stupidly long hours and doing all this kind of stuff. But ultimately what's the end game of that? And like, like, is that going to get us to where we want to go? Or do we actually just need to start like, do we need to have a radical shift and start to get back what's important, which is obviously where we got to and that's that's how to do it but it can be really hard to try and find that trigger and i think that's why a lot of people end up blowing up or getting depressed right yeah it's all about awareness right so you've done this rodeo so many times through yeah. your self-development learning etc that as soon as not as soon as but when the pressure gets too high instead of being a thermometer which can only react you have the awareness to in that moment consciously become a thermostat who can control the temperature yeah and that takes practice and that takes time and that takes clarity and awareness yeah this isn't easy initially but most things in life that are worth doing aren't easy the more you do it the easier it gets totally Let's talk about success because all of this sounds good but a lot of people sometimes uh you know they're like dude but i don't want to make a million bucks like that's not me <laughs> you know like they're not Money driven what? by uh money or they're not driven by you know, whatever. So how, do, how, how can we define success? If someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't want to be an eight-figure business owner, Tony. Yeah. Like I, I don't want the, to do that. Yeah. How, how, can we, how can we redefine success and how can we make that more tangible for people? Well, that's a really, really great question. It's difficult to answer. I mean, at the end of the day, somebody who says that, what they're really saying is, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the workload that comes with it. I'm afraid of the pressure and the stress that comes with it. At the end of the day, if one of your family members was sick and you needed a hundred grand to to pay for the surgery and you didn't have it, Mm. all those beliefs would go out the window. Money is paper energy. Money is freedom. And money is a part of success, whether you like Mm. it or not, because it gives you the freedom and the choice to do what you want with the people you want when you want. And it gives you the freedom and choice to look after your loved ones. So anyone who has an aversion to money or says they don't want to make it, that is almost always a childhood trauma or a belief system instilled in you from before you were 10 years old, almost always, right? Mm. And that's something that you get to work through. And if you don't, life will be more challenging because you'll have less freedom. Mm. My definition of success will be different to yours. I believe it's unique to everyone, but it looks something like having freedom and choice and being able to wake up and do what you love and be happy and healthy and spend time with the people you love. I believe that's success. Sometimes you get to make sacrifices to achieve that. You might have a year of grinding and hustling, but as long as you have that end goal and know you're going to slow down, I think that's success. Mm. For me as well, it changed when I got my daughter's, for those of you that can't see, I got my daughter's first bit of clothing up there waiting for July. 
for me, success has been able to, in July, take a month off or, or work half the hours while still making money, you know? So it's not just financial. Yeah. But yeah, I think being able to retire when you're 40 is a good example of success, Yeah. <laughs> which will happen working with you guys. <laughs> I'm not sure if that answers your question. I mean, it is, it is, it's a really difficult question. Success is happiness and health and freedom. Yeah, and those those are going to have like different defining metrics for for different people at different stages. I often yeah. talk about like because a lot of people come to me and they're like, um, you know, it's pretty classic. They they want ten properties in ten years and a hundred thousand dollars passive income. Right? That's yeah, like standard, yeah. it's like that's the standard. It's the standard goal. Yeah. There's variations on that theme. Some people might want twenty properties and yeah, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of variations. That's the kind of standard mode. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting because when you actually cook it down when you put it on simmer for a little while mm-hmm. and you actually look at what the constituent parts are that, that they're after it really does boil down to time right that's yeah. what, what it really comes down to T- time like you know time health all of that kind of stuff yeah so the function of the finance component is to deliver the ability to have more time to spend with the people they love yeah. And to for spend time on being healthy and, you know, and that can take various forms. It could be like, if I had all the time in the world, maybe I'd grow my own vegetables and, you know, homeschool my kids or, you know, like it could be very, very different. But it's quite interesting because I, I've, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, I think, uh, this concept of a minimum viable life. Now, I don't, like, I don't think the idea should be just set the bar really low, like how cheap can you live your life? But when you think about what is that freedom point, what is that point at which you could... Just wake up, go from your bedroom to the couch and read a book and do nothing and not have yeah. to worry. And for most people, that's that set point is actually pretty low. Like when you when you cook it down and you, when you remove all the trappings and you go, okay, well, if I didn't have to work, how many other things might I not need in my life? Um, you know, would I need, you know, what is the minimum? What is that benchmark? And because I think it, and that becomes quite achievable for most people. And I've spoken yeah. to people with like families and stuff. For most people, that's somewhere around 60, 70 grand. That if they had that, now that's not luxury, that's not financial obesity, but that's actually freedom. And that becomes quite achievable. So rather than this kind of like, dude, you could have a super yacht and dream big and get a private plane and have a, you know, $100 million a year business and all that kind of stuff. It could actually just be like, well, how do you get to that first step? So that, and I had this really interesting conversation with uh, with a with a, a guy I know actually, and and he was in this kind of situation where his partner didn't see the same vision as him. He wanted to start a business. He wants to invest in property. He wants to do, like do all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, here's a bit of a roadmap. Why don't we get you to a point whereby your family has enough income so that you know you have the freedom to show up and do what you want every day and then you can start the business and you can take those kind of next steps yeah. and i kind of think we're like reframing that that idea around what freedom is and how can we achieve that is super important to, to create those caveats well a great way of, of framing that is is rosie and i right so investing in, in dash dot and, and you guys helping us go so fast mm. rosie works in dental hygiene she's she was dental hygienist she works in dental and uh, after we get these next two properties, she will never have to work again in terms of how much we'll, we'll make about 600 bucks, 700 bucks of income after expenses a week. After four months of investing in property, we've, we've got some in New Zealand. Yeah. That's three days of her work and she works three days a week. So is that freedom? Like 
It is. Am I satisfied with that? No, of course I want more. Am I satisfied with a hundred grand passive and ten properties? No. Right. If you get a million dollars passive, you would, right? But that's a different. Maybe. You know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, probably would. It would be enough to live an amazing life. But we we always chasing more, right? We live in a yeah. society where we're chasing more. But when you break it down like that, that your partner or your mm. or your loved ones won't have to work again, that is that not freedom? You know, yeah. and is that not success? And again, these things really require us to slow down and really internalize it, which most of us aren't willing to do. We just throw things out there. 10 properties, 100K. What does that actually mean? It means my wife doesn't have to work again, even if we're both unemployed. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And, and I think that's like everything we've been talking about today is really interesting because the, because of the way that it relates to property investors. Now, I'm on the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the coalface. I speak to like dozens of property investors every week, right? And so I get to see this full gamut of where people are at and stuff like this. And a lot of the time, people just are stuck and they don't need to be. You yeah. know, they might they might have bought one property or two properties maybe like five years ago. And it's like, what happened? Like, why did you stop? Yeah. And stopped having these conversations with themselves. They stopped thinking about, yeah. well, what is even the purpose? They're just like, I'm not really sure. I got lost. I got lost along the way. I I, I, I forgot. I didn't. I, I didn't even. I don't know. Like, how do I get back on track? So it's really awesome for me because I get to help coach people to get back on track, which is sweet. Yes. But flip that around a little bit, and then say, well, okay, well, if you can start to think about the stuff that we've been talking about on this podcast and start to apply it, and to have some of those meaningful conversations with yourself or your partner or or whoever you're going to be on this journey with. And if you're on this journey yourself, just with you, that's totally cool. Have that conversation with yourself yeah. and start to really apply this. This is the differentiating factor between buying, I don't know, two or three properties in the next 10 to 15 years and buying 10 in the next five. You know, that, that, the, that, that drive, you know, honestly, the fastest we've been able to help anyone go from basically a standing start, and I had like one property or something before, basically a standing start to don't ever have to work again was about five months, mm. right? Which is wild, right? That is yeah. wild. Yeah. You know, and there's some clients we've got where we're, we've, we're mandated to try and buy them 12 properties in a year, mm. all right? Which is wild, right? Now, all these people are in different starting points and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a huge big factor in there that if you can start to have these more meaningful conversations with yourself, you'll be able to, you talked about how to get four years worth of growth in eight weeks or something like that, but you literally can't, you can, you could, you could even go way faster that you could literally, as Grant Cardone would say, 10 X the whole thing and go, well, yeah, maybe I could buy five properties in the next 10 years, but what could I buy five properties in the next 12 months? And what would that take? And how would I need to do that? And what, to what level of discomfort am I prepared to go in order to get to that that goal and and that is really the measure of what we've been talking about like how to define how to define the function of discomfort in your in your journey exactly and that's why that's it's the process is so simple where am i now where do i want to go what's holding me back what do i need to do there's another piece to it as well which is who do i need to become or who do i get mm, become, that's a good right? one because at the end of the day the reason we that most investors never buy again yes they don't know what to do but again, it's not that hard to figure that out. You find yeah, yeah, yeah. something like yours and a movement like yours and you invest in them and it's easy. But becoming the person who takes that action consistently and does it despite the fear, despite the uncertainty, like we're afraid to invest $2 million and, and, and be in debt, right? But we also are afraid to stay stuck in the place we're in right now. Yeah. And there's two types of fear. There's the fear of taking action and there's the fear we're not aware of, which is the fear of what will happen 10 years from now if you're still this person. 
I wouldn't not be happy. Totally. Let's just hang on that one. I'm mindful of time, but I want to nail on that bit because that's such a fascinating point, right? Mm. The identity piece. Yeah. Who do I need to become? Mm. Like what? How can I act as if I am already that person? Now, now, there's different ways to think about this, right? Uh, I've seen enough like, you know, gurus in front of, you know, rented Lamborghinis saying, you know, go and buy fancy suits and, you know, expensive watches <laughs> and, you know, get a get a really expensive car on lease and act as if nah. act as if you're already there. To me, that's just that's, that's right. just that's just just bullshit. Basically, it's faking it. It's faking it. It's not totally. F- faking it till you make it is just shit, right? I'm not into yeah. it. Yeah. The, but the 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 idea though that you need to you actually you have to create a little bit of personal alchemy and you have to you have to form who that person is and become. You know, you have to ask yourself like, how would how would a successful investor act? How would a how would a successful business owner act? How would a good husband act? You know, how would how would a healthy person eat? You know, like all of these kind of things, and ask yourself those identity pieces to help shift you from your current identity state into your future identity state. Because the person that you will be when you're at that goal is not the same person that you are today, and that goes down to that's on a physiological level and also a psychological level and an emotional and a spiritual level, you'll change. Like you'll literally become a different person. I look yeah. at photo, I look at photos of myself from a few years ago and I, I'm barely recognizable because yeah. I've changed, you know, and I haven't just changed my mindset. I haven't just changed my career. I haven't just shaved off the beard. And now I've got a mustache. There's a whole bunch of stuff and it physiologically shifts you as well. So how can, what are your thoughts on that? And what are some keys to being able to crack into that identity code? Yeah, so exactly. So I believe that you are not yourself. Like, let me explain this properly. You are not your identity right now all the time. So the version of you and I that coaches or helps a client is the very different version to who shows up with our partner. Like last night on a coaching call, I'm like, you got to step up and be a better man for your family. They deserve the best you. Rosie walks through the door. I'm like, hey, babe, how's your day? Right. (laughs) We have multiple identities all the time. And this is the beautiful and true piece the multi-million dollar investor or the amazing husband or wife or the person who is balanced between their work and their family life or whatever you want to be and aspire to Mm. is already within you. It just simply gets to be activated. Now, the way you activate it is super simple. You just take action on the things you've been thinking about that you know you need to do. We lie to ourselves as humans. We all know there's things we should do each day and we don't do them. There are people listening to this podcast right now who know they should be investing. They know they can get on a call with you for free to find out more, but they haven't done it. As soon as they pick up the phone or book a call with you, that action in itself is the action of somebody who's already a multi-million dollar investor. You've stepped into that identity by taking that action. Yeah. Mm. If you're struggling with mindset or your relationships and you come to a company like ours, you've already become that person who has the identity of a man or a woman who fixes their relationship. You build your identity and character by asking, how does that person operate? But you also build it by doing the little things and they compound like a snowball and they get bigger. Mm. You're constantly shifting your identity. You can do it right now by taking an action that you've been putting off. Five, four, three, two, one. If I don't do this, I'm saying, if you, can I say fuck? I said it. Yeah, you you already said it. You already started the swear train. You're saying fuck you to your wife. That's how I look at it. You talked about pain earlier. I don't want to do this today. If I don't do it, I'm saying fuck you to my daughter. She doesn't deserve that. I go and do it. I don't feel like doing it. Now I've taken the action of a man who has an identity who builds that multi-million dollar business. Just Mm. constantly taking action and attaching it to the pain or the pleasure 
I'm saying fuck you to my daughter or I'm doing this for my daughter. That yeah. works so powerfully and that shifts your identity instantly. So taking massive action. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you guys haven't booked a call with Goose yet, go and do it. Because <laughs> I'm not like plugging you. You guys yeah, are- I'm like, <laughs> guys, this is not a paid presentation. I haven't paid <laughs> Tony to come on here to but no, but no, no, no. but no, but I but I agree. Like taking actions, the the biggest step. I, I've got a you know my, the the good thing is I've got an action bias to a fault because yes. I'll I'll just be like bang let's let's do it let's do it and then if once I have collected enough data on it I'll be like well should I keep doing it or not kill it yeah you know, keep it or kill it All right but it's that action bias that that you know thrusts us forward as a business and as individuals. So just to it, add to that goose really quickly, I know that you want to uh, chuck the last bit in there, but. This is something most of us don't understand. I watched a man die in front of me about seven years ago. He had a heart attack at a boxing class and it really shifted my life forever. And to everyone listening right now, you are going to die. And I know that's morbid and I know you might not want to hear that, but at some point you will not be able to take your daughter or son to school. You will not be able to provide for your family. You won't be able to hang out with the people you love. That is a fact. Mm. And if you remember that every day, you understand that you've got a very limited amount of time and you're going to regret a lot of things if you use it unwisely. And that for me is a really powerful way to take action. That action bias you talk about is reminding yourself of your own mortality. So if you're putting something off right now, remind yourself that your family only has a limited time with you. Take action for them because they might not have you around anymore. Touch wood, touch wood. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I love that. I, I often think about like, who am I going to be when I die? How am I going to think about the life that I had? And how am I going to think about the actions I took today? Yeah. You know, absolutely. like whenever I'm in that kind of conflicted kind of, oh man, I just, oh, you know, it's like, well, when I look back 30 years from now, am I going to kick myself for not doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to be like, dude, you should have just toughened up and just got, got stuck into it. Mm-hmm. And who am I going to be? You know, who am I going to be when I get to that age? And who am I going to be with? And who's the man I'm going to become? So, exactly. Sure. Man, I've loved this conversation. I hope other people, I hope if you're listening to this as well, you found this uh, valuable. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, so set, shoot me an email or send us a message on any of the multiple platforms we're on because I'd love to get your feedback on this and whether this kind of conversation has been uh, has created any shifts and might allow you to to unlock some some new parts of your of your life. I think it should. I, I, I've been really thinking about a lot of the conversations I've been having in the, over these past couple of months with loads of different individuals and trying to steer this in a way that I hopefully will be impactful to them because I know that if I'm hearing it from some people, I'm, there's like thousands more, uh, there's thousands more that are in the same situation. Yeah. So, Tony, I really appreciated this conversation. Now, if if uh, you know if someone is listening to this and they're thinking like this Tony guy is pretty cool and I'm feeling pretty stuck, how do you? But just give us a, a quick summary on like who you actually like who's the best person to be able to work with you so if they're out there they can hear that and how they might go about reaching out to you yeah i mean currently we only coach men but if you are a woman that's absolutely fine we've worked with a ton in the past so reach out basically if you are a high performing business owner entrepreneur executive or if you're none of those things and you just work hard and you're finding yourself stuck you're stuck in your marriage or your relationship you're stuck in terms of your business growth or you're stuck in terms of how you feel about yourself and, and the way you think and the way you operate, then that's the type of person we help. And we, we can help you get to the next level and ultimately get unstuck and not waste any more time. Be happy, healthy, and wealthy all at once. Find balance and success without all the pressure and stress. That's who we help. And I love doing what I do. So I'd love to hear from you. Even if we never work together, I'd love to know your thoughts and feelings and 
you know what you got from this. So please reach out. Awesome. We'll chuck a um, we'll chuck a link in the show notes as well. So if you if this episode's resonated with you and, and you feel like you want to reach out to Tony and get some guidance and some advice and maybe even just a, a bit of a temp check and go, he might be able to see you in the right direction. And you know, like if it makes sense, cool, you might end up working together. But even if not, I'd suggest reaching out and just engaging in a bit of a dialogue because uh, sometimes getting another perspective can be really beneficial to help you get to get to a new level. Chuck a contest some contact details or a link in the show notes for that. So check it out. Tony, is there anything? else you want to say before we wrap it up i really love this chat no i just want to say i appreciate each and every one of you listening i appreciate you goose and what you've done for my wife and i and, and our daughter who's coming soon and just to everyone at home remember time is limited and every single day is a gift and if you're not where you want to be that can change in a millisecond and it just requires you to take radical action often that's much easier to do with somebody's support so if you find that you're not taking action Find someone who has what you want and invest in them. Invest yep. in them and they will speed up your results because you don't have much time. Awesome. And on that note, guys, thanks for listening to the episode and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks again, Tony.